0: Well, let's get back to a little bit more uh, spiritual insight. Not a lot coming through, but uh, I was sitting here thinking about the nature of people in my life over the last... I'd say, I don't know, what? When did this begin? Wow, this has been going on for a while, 2015. I would say since, uh, let's say 2008, all the way through to a to a level of awareness where I knew something was happening it's to do with reality changing in a big way uh, in, I would say, towards the end of 2015. And what I came up with, was just sort of very quick, actually, there was a few things happened today. Anyway, very quickly, people cannot hide their truth around somebody who is in a higher frequency. And that's why it's so important to hold your balance when somebody is, uh, overreacting or being their truth or being a pain in the ass, a trigger, a potential trigger. And, uh, and that's what it is. Cause I was thinking about different people who I knew quite well and, uh, not everybody. There was at least one balanced person who, um, didn't change at all. And then there were friends and family members and uh, co-workers, customers that just absolutely lost their shit. They they just became a real huge pain in the ass. Um, Unable to hide their anger, their um, hatred. Um, What else? Their desire to hurt, to actually reach out and hurt uh, because of the way they felt. Interpreting reality in in some way that made no sense or it didn't, it wasn't real illusions of fear or something like that. But I, because I mean, it was, it was something that I just, I didn't even bother giving it any thought. It was like, holy shit, people with a high vibe really trigger low vibe people, but that's what it is. And the higher vibrational energy that is swamping the earth, swamping is not the right word, but <laughs> that essentially is uh, washing the earth or washing through or flowing through everything is forcing people Um, how would would I put it? It's making it very difficult for people to hide their truth. And this is what is sort of imploding the uh, corruption around the globe, imploding mainstream media, you know, um, people getting caught doing things that they're trying to hide. So unveiling the truth. So that's really what it is. And I'm sure everybody who is on this channel has experienced this because you'd have to be stepping out of a lower vibrational Um, consciousness in order to be listening to anything that has to do with awakening or ascension or dark night of the soul. Anyway, that's what hit me. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I can handle somebody's truth. We were talking about it tonight. I can handle somebody's truth because it's not so much um, the qualities. How would I put it? It's not so much... It's not the things that might annoy me about somebody, maybe the way they act or something about them that seems not very compassionate or whatever. I can, I'm fine if we can be in the truth of it. You know, if somebody could admit, yeah, you know, I'm, uh, sometimes I'm a pain in the ass. That's my nature or whatever. Um, I can handle that. What I can't handle is the bullshit, the lies, the people pretending. I can handle it, but I mean, it's just, I don't want to be around people that, uh, they can't come to a truth, and and that's the problem. Those who erupt around high vibrational energy, they can't hide the truth. The problem is they won't admit their truth. They won't, you know, they've, they've spent a lifetime hiding who they are from themselves. They don't like the fact that you know it's being revealed to them in uh, a higher vibrational energy, in whatever it is or whoever it is that is that high vibe energy is causing them to feel really shitty about themselves and they're lashing out. It's along those lines. People don't like their truth revealed, especially not in that way. So that was the, uh, I wouldn't, I don't know, I don't call them epiphanies. It's more before things used to just pop in, and and they still do depending on the energy, and I would have a great insight. Usually it would be when I was in an artistic state of being. In other words, drawing the um, sketches, being the now in a high vibe. Certainly in that high vibe state of bliss, uh, shortly after waking up. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was just one, it was like five sketches a day filled with epiphanies coming through, including the sketch, the information in the sketch. And I think we learn a lot. We come to uh, a level of information and a vocabulary and an understanding a new framework of reality. We collaborate in that sense. We share ideas and we're sort of, we're co-creating on a, you know, a 3d level or a physical level and a higher self level and sharing information on both levels multidimensionally. And we are fueling uh, the shift and the future that we're going to explore together. We all fit in there. And that's interesting too. It's interesting that those who were waking up had an intuition as to what was true and what wasn't true. We vibed to certain information and we didn't vibe to other information. It wasn't filled... I didn't spend a lot of time wondering what was true at all. I spent a lot of time uh, dealing with myself, getting out of the way of myself to allow uh, information that I felt was true to... Um, to displace, let's say, ideas or beliefs that I'd still been carrying from this life and the past life, past lifetimes, because I remember having to deal with the religious side of things, and I wasn't brought up religious. I grew up, had a Catholic grandmother and a very, um, very sort of uh, forward-thinking type of um, family when it came to religion, believed in Jesus and love, and uh, thought Doubting Thomas was awesome. But, uh, you know, believed in that. But still, they had um, influences from past lives to do with religion to some extent. Because you get into that battle, um, a lot of us did with heaven and hell. Anyway, so I had to face that because I knew that the truth wasn't that. But at the same time, the fear from the ages, from many lifetimes, was still sitting there. So I had to uh, go through a really hardcore purge. So I understand that uh, getting people who are very religious to... Hear any kind of truth beyond that is pretty much impossible because of how difficult it was for me to go through the purge. I was ready and I was um, choosing to go through a further clarity or a clarity to get past the fear, and that had a lot to do with that. I mean, is getting past the fear beliefs. The fear beliefs are. um, I guess I intuitively knew that more and more as this as this awakening went on is that the things that I was afraid of. Were the things that weren't true. They were the uh, beliefs and past life brainwashing and this life brainwashing potentially um, that stood in the way of me finding a reality worth living and exploring been a hell of a journey. I'm sure glad that I was able to do it. I didn't start doing it on YouTube. I just started sketching and putting it on an obscure website and I didn't do any SEO, search engine optimization or anything. I put it up. It was such interesting and unique information from my perspective that I you know, there was no point in marketing anything. I mean, you, you know, really, it was just too out there. Um, but it's amazing to be able to come together with people online and uh, share insights because when I do talk, the more people who are listening, the more I'm collaborating with their higher selves so that others can hear what they need to hear so that I can learn what they have to say, in a sense, through that uh, co-creation or that um, higher self collaboration. It also works for the group Healing, which I'm starting on Patreon, or I've started on Patreon, um, and I've done one or maybe two on YouTube, because it's the power, for those who are getting into it, it's going to be the power of of, um, group healing that, um, that's going to be so spectacular more so than, you know, doing a one-on-one healing session because you have a group of people with varying, um, unique vibrations. In other words, their toroidal fields and their physical health and mental, physical, spiritual, emotional vibrations are all unique. And to heal each other, or to heal requires having a vibration that you can align with that is higher than your own. So if you can imagine, let's say a hundred or a thousand people in a group sharing their, their vibration with each other, let's say through, um, just through group healing with or without somebody sort of leading the group healing that share the vibration with each other so that they can align to the highest I wouldn't even call it, it's not an average, but the highest potential of the group. So for, for simplicity, let's say you're, he, you know, a healer has a hard time healing themselves because the, what they need to heal is, is in low vibration. So how do you heal something that is in low vibration if you're, you know, essentially that's what you're healing with? You're he, let's say you're healing um, an emotional problem or a physical problem or, you know, a sore arm. How do you heal a sore arm if the vibration you're trying to align with is a sore arm? So essentially, I guess what I'm saying is um, you have the sort of perfect high frequency um, person created from the group, so that everybody can align to that person because between everybody, they're, they've, they're all they've got a perfectly healthy um, high vibrational model to work with. That's what I'm saying. So it's uh it's a it's a great direction to go in is to build large healing groups, healing circles. First nations used healing circles as well. We just lost so much along the way, didn't we? The uh the focus that humanity be- began to take on with um power and control. Anyway, I'm not going to go down that road in this recording. So that's what was hitting me tonight. Uh and so the the reason that it's uh it's important to hold your balance with others, and I've mentioned it many times in different recordings, is because you hold control. They, The people that you're interacting with must either come up to your frequency or they essentially reveal things they don't even want to reveal. Their truth comes out. Um, They can't influence you. They don't have the power to influence you physically, in a sense. Uh, I don't want to... I'm not trying to get too mystical or magical here, but essentially uh, they don't have power over you. Certainly somebody could pull out a gun and shoot, but it gets more complicated in that a multidimensional reality. You know what I mean? It's uh, It just gets more complicated. There's so many possibilities and then potentials from those possibilities and then collapsing those, poss- those probabilities into experiences with a multidimensional being, which means somebody could shoot, but it would be something that was playing out for the benefit of everybody. And if you did die in in one timeline, you didn't in another kind of thing. If one person went to jail for killing you in one timeline, they didn't in another. I don't know. I mean, it's just many stories that can play out from each seemingly linear interaction. And I know this because I know that I've passed on a few, at least once, uh, when I was younger and once when I was older and then doing so many sort of, uh, careless things and just living in a sort of a haphazard shooting from the hip kind of way. I'm sure there's been a few times in between that I didn't uh, pull through, let's say. And then there was the, the uh, living in, on the earth on the outskirts of the Milky Way. And then all of a sudden I'm not, like, you, like many of you um, who have realized that they're just not on the original earth. You're on a smaller one. Geography has changed, Mandela effect, stuff like that. And so how did we get here? Uh, another example is recently I woke up with a sprained wrist and then a, a, an arm that got more sore, and I can put healing energy into it, and it it goes away. Adina can put healing energy into it, and it goes away. You can tell there's something still uh, to heal inside, but the pain is gone. It's not as sensitive. But the thing is, is, how did I get it? How did I get a sprained wrist that sprained? And then how did it develop into uh, an even worse uh, going, you know, into the arm? And then how is it I can re- relieve all the pain? And then later on, I have incredible different kind, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a different physical version of myself. And what's interesting, you know, I don't know if you've noticed it and I haven't looked lately, but the eye sockets of people. Remember, what is it? Um, Odo on Star Trek, Deep Space Nine. I think it was, I wasn't a big watcher of it, but, uh, he's sort of the rubber guy, the guy that morph into other things. And he has these round eye sockets. I've noticed that with people the human skull, and then just the look on people's faces. I haven't looked recently. This would be a week or so ago. And then, you know, a month before that all along, these round, not as attractive, uh, perfectly round eye sockets. I have them too. I'm not picking or anything like picking on anybody. I'm just saying that the human being on in different energies or frequencies of time uh, has a different look. You can be heavier and lighter, older looking, younger looking. All, you know, all of these things, you can have body parts that used to be bad that turn good and body parts that were good and turn bad. I've had purging and I believe, that, I believe that what's happening is for whatever reason, the better timeline for me was the one where I had already sprained my arm. And it's quite possible that it's a purging thing from a lifetime before. I've had uh, times where I'll have an entire leg go tingling as though I was missing a leg in a previous life or something along those lines. Um, in other words, I'm sort of in different ways dealing with past life stuff and this life stuff purging, like cutting my thumb when I was trying to make, cut the buckets to fit the tires, to stop the mice from crawling up the, uh, sort of the big buckets in case other people missed that story. Anyway, I had a mouse problem last year. So this time I decided to make the tires too slippery to climb. And in the, uh, in, in the process of, sort of whittling the plastic buckets to fit together. I cut my thumb and immediately felt really sick. Uh, well not immediately, but fairly quickly felt really sick cause it was really deep and it was a lot of blood and, uh, razor blades and needles just things that make me, you know, it's like a, um, a phobia needles and, and razor blades, not other things, like knives and stuff like that. And, uh, in the process I ended up talking to my body, but I recognized it intuitively that it was a purge that I was somehow purging out some horror from a past life that has to do with razor blades. Maybe, maybe it included needles too. I don't know, but next or next time it's needles, but I recognized that it was, it was a perfect little scenario for me to be able to face uh, fear. And then I had already taken control of my body by going through the healing instructions that are on my website um, I'll probably post those under this cause I've mentioned it to be able to connect to my body and then take conscious control over my body. It's connecting sort of a, an active link between the toroidal field or macabre and the physical body so that you can, um, give it instructions to heal or to eat the things that you want to eat that are the healthiest or do all kinds of things. But anyway, the point being is because I was able to do that when I started to get sick and dizzy and all this stuff as the whole, um, event unfolded, I was able to tell my body to stop feeling that way because it was making me sick and it stopped almost instantly, uh, just like pain stops. It's it's quite interesting what we're learning on this journey. Anyway, getting back to the original uh, thing, maybe I'll just talk about a few things, the original um, reason for the recording. Um, it's a really interesting strategy to understand the power of you being able to hold your balance around people who are in a lower frequency because you be, you're the light, and they're still vibing in the dark, or at least in further more darkness than uh, you. Uh, darkness being we could call it a filter or we can co- filters of fear, we can call it unawake, um, uh, whatever it is, they're carrying a frequency of consciousness that isn't as aware as your your frequency of consciousness. And it's vibing them distorting. It's creating uh, distortions. But because you're in a higher frequency, it's not distorting you. You as an empath might pick up on stuff. But that's something that's different. It's it's more... Um, that's that's an even another power. Once you pick that up, you know immediately to hold your vibe steady. Because what's happening is uh, you're picking up the feedback. That they're not even aware that they're sending. That vi- vampire thing is just an empathic... Um, it's an empathic ability, but it's also um, it's also our we were unaware that we were dropping our vibe to somebody with a lower vibe. Now that we don't drop our vibe to somebody with a lower vibe, our the empathic feedback or the information we're getting from somebody through the empathic connection um, is no longer having a negative effect. Now we can realize, okay, this person is having an issue with me. I don't care why they're having an issue with me, and I'm not dropping my vibe, and they tend to just go away. Um, you can see that if you're in a supermarket and you can pick up somebody's vibe. They're coming around the aisle, and you're thinking, ah, shit. You know what I mean? For me, I mean, some people I just don't want to walk past them, and I don't want to have to encounter them. But I'm, mean, you know, I'm I'm a little bit odd that way because I'm really empathic. I grew up with an, you know, empathic family, and I wasn't quite as balanced as I I wasn't, I wasn't aware how to, uh, hold that because this, this empathic is empathy and it's compassion and I have compassion. And so somebody like that is always aware how the other person feels, whether you're sitting in a room with them or at work or whatever it is, you're always aware of them And and they don't realize it, but they're always making you aware of them. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's just the nature of, um, a lower conscious awareness, an ego type of thing, a protectionism, a whatever, anyway. So when... Now, when, let's say, I'm I'm walking or I'm in a situation, it could be in a campground or in a grocery store or whatever, I hold my balance and I don't give a rat's ass what anybody thinks. And sometimes I'll just send love to somebody. If I intuitively, if I'm walking by and it's somebody that I'm thinking, you know, there's something going on here, I'll send love or healing energy or whatever. And it's weird. Sometimes I'll get knowing smiles. I don't know if it's coming from their higher self or what, but it's bridging connections. And each time we walk by somebody, um, our toroidal field influences their toroidal field. But the problem is you get so far into this, into your life as an empath, um, as somebody who is waking up, going through their own dark night of the soul, revealing or re-revealing who they are in this lifetime. And you're just worn out. You're just too tired. I was too tired and too worn out to even salvage relationships. It doesn't matter if it's a friendship or a family or whatever. I mean, I was with family members that just couldn't contain their anger. Because they couldn't contain this this sort of veil or this secret that they were basically com- free of compassion. You know what I mean? Like the, they couldn't hide who they were kind of thing. And it just, you just can't go back to that. You know what I mean? You just can't go back to those relationships. And so a lot of light workers had their relationships blown apart. A lot of light workers, out of compassion and essentially guilt and low self-worth didn't want to hurt other people, didn't want to leave them, didn't want to break up all that kind of stuff. Man, I was so tired. I said, fuck it. I almost celebrated when I left everything behind because I felt a relief, a weight of everything was lifted off of me to start my own life. I mean, I was pushing 50 and then finally get to that, that point where, you know, those whom I felt responsible for were gone and that was it. Just my wife and my daughter and they don't drain me. They don't take anything they give and that's the difference. You can have relationships with children and uh, spouses and friends and family. And that's the way it should be where they're giving, they're not taking. And there's people, um, that not only do they, they give and they don't take and they won't allow you to take. And they're awesome to be around. They're balanced and they're healthy and they have self-worth and they have confidence and they have love and they have compassion and they have moods and they have personality and they have all of these things and they're wonderful to be around. And I kind of touched on it earlier when I was talking about just being able to know somebody's truth. You don't have to be perfect. Jeez, I don't give a rat's ass about that, but I do want to be around people who are honest and balanced and I cannot stand being around people who are what you might call, um, uh, I don't want to use bipolar because I know a lot of light workers went through that sort of back and forth bipolar, you know, hard days and good days. That's not the bipolar I'm talking about. I'm talking about, that's what it is passive aggressive bullies. That's it, not bipolar. Passive aggressive bullies. People that treat you uh, nice one day and like shit the next and you wonder what the hell did I do wrong? And you're trying to kiss their ass and then he kissed their ass and then they treat you like shit. Then you think, I shouldn't have kissed their ass or whatever. You know, just this fucking emotional nightmare. And and it's not about, I don't know what the hell it is. It's low self-worth survival mentality, trying to hold the peace, realizing that you're different. Um, understanding, you know, you don't know why, but these are the people that seem to be in power that run companies and stuff like that. They're, um, really, sociopathic or they're just bullies in one form or another and so you're just you know you're just trying to hold the peace and make your way and sort of fly under the radar but you can't do that anymore coming up you are the leaders you are the ones that are balanced you are the ones that know how to take a company or um, a a group of people of some kind a society or you know just whatever it is forward um, in a way that's going to work you can't operate in the dark anymore The uh, strategies of the dark ages don't work in companies. Um, It's about unity, not separation. It's about um, cooperation, not sustainable competitive advantages. You know, I mean, it's just everything has changed. The tables have turned to be reflective of who you are, who I am, of who an empath is, a compassionate person. Um, It has to do with, I mean, people are tired too, you know. They're just tired. It's funny, I'm just going to talk about this for a second, but, you know, I have this... List of music, and we were listening to a bit of Carly Simon tonight, but um you know music that you know nineties the eighties, the seventies, and uh, when Julie was a little younger, she'd be listening to that that uh autobot crap, that auto tune the you know the exact same formula that the globalist uh I don't know that you know that got pumped out there, the talentless crap that got put out there it had no style there was nothing unique about it it didn't come from anything um i don't even know how the hell they make it i mean the the actual model business model for music is completely it's so bad there's just nothing to work with anymore even if you have a great song it just doesn't doesn't necessarily go anywhere but all the shitty music and it didn't take very long uh she's nine now i mean she's listening to my music and and loves it, and it could be anything back to Doctor Hook or whatever. But she's recognizing, so that you know. Just thought I'd mention that for people who are wondering about the music scene with the kids and all that shitty music is out there. Um, again, you can't hide the you can't hide the truth. If it's shitty, it's not going to work. If it's shitty, you can sell it in the mainstream media as not shitty, and it's not going to work. We can see that now. We can see uh, a lot of things going on now, and it's going to get bigger and bigger. It's funny, Zan and I were talking or, you know, I put it in the video, a link to his video, we were just uh, commenting back and forth under his video to do with uh, this fall in the or autumn, same thing about um, big changes potentially coming. I know that what I saw, whatever year it's going to happen is in the autumn, and I believe it's this year, what Adina saw is in the autumn, what Zan sees in other cycles is in the autumn or fall. And uh, the leaves are on the ground, and so we could be looking at the fall is something spectacular, but it makes sense to me. You just look at it from a business sense, not even a business, but a seasonal uh, supply and demand um, business model for retail, for example, the three seasons or the four seasons, the three months per season where And you come into uh, so you have, you know, I won't go into it, but anyway, you have this sort of fall, you have Halloween going, and then you have Christmas right after that. But we have this hot summer, potentially hot, I know we're getting colder, but you have this summer, people are going to go through the tensions and the buildup and the, you know, the exposures of truth and things like that, that are going to come. People got a lot of time in their hands, they're getting pissed off, they're getting more awoke or woken or awake or whatever. They're learning more of the truth. You can't hide it. It's going to build up by the fall. People are going to be do or die. I think it's, you know, and then there'll be other catalysts, but by the fall, it's just, you know, winter's going to set in and that's where everybody hunkers down for the winter, you know, and spring fever is now, and then wintertime is, you know, you've, you've sort of got everything lined up and you're going to hunker down for the winter, but nobody's going to want to hunker down this winter. They're going to want answers and solutions and um, new direction and stuff. Nobody's going to want to wind down and wait to the spring to do something. That's the way I feel. So the fall makes sense um, for big changes. I think we're going to see a lot of stuff happen in the summer. I mean, the summer has its own distractions. Um, it, you know, it could be, potentially have its own fun and things like that, but uh, bottom line, come the fall, I think it should be do or die. It's funny watching the mainstream media doing what they're doing because it's going to get to the point where people are just going to burn those places to the ground. They just don't realize how precarious and dangerous it is for them and their employees because it is a do or die. Dark energy is that way. It's like being around, like I said, with people who can't hold their vibe steady with you. And the thing is, is you're balancing as I am more and more all the time you're going through these mini purges or purges and you're becoming less fearful. You're realizing everybody's in the same boat. I understood this was coming. I had a conversation I mentioned before with my mother, every, you know, before she died, the twin psychic and an empath. And it's just going to be, everybody's going to be in the same boat. Um, anyway, so, so, uh, I'm losing my point here, but, or my place here, but when, yeah, they can't kind of, they can't hide who they are. Um, anyway, I've said it, i already said it. They they get pissed off. There was something I was going to say and I forget now, that it doesn't matter. They, uh, oh yeah. You're balancing more and more and you're realizing you're in the same boat. So you're healing yourself worth more and more. You're understanding who you are, the power that you have, you, uh, the fact that you've potentially a lot of light workers are realizing they live many lives and they've probably been leaders, and they've definitely been masters in other lives. In other words, really good at things. And so you're especially gifted to do what you're here to do. There's not that many of us, but enough of us. We're very powerful in in who we are and what we'll be doing. And the more balanced we are, the more the DNA awakens, the more power you sort of have in whatever psychic area it's going to be. Uh, incredible intuition, whatever it is, it's really it's going to be quite a gift. And they're building now, apparently. Um, I've I've touched on it, saying you know my Mentioned my arm before um, that it's like it's purging out, and I've again heavy energy in my hands as well again today, and so I'm first time I've decided to try to l- sort of let it come together between my two hands and send it out, and there is something there, something very powerful happening there. Um, so yeah, you're gonna you know one way or the other, you're going to be brought into the the truth of who you are, your gifts and things like that, and because of your balance, those who are unable to hold balance. And I love Zand, what he was talking about, where those, essentially those who are holding balance are, let's say, rising up in frequency. Those who can't sustain their balance, who can't hide who they are, that sort of dark vibrational energy are moving down. It's kind of like the sine waves, two sine waves I saw when I began to wake up, one drifting away from the other. And this is the separation and the increase in polarity. Um, But I guess what I'm saying is, is, you're just going to be so much more in control and uh, have that weight of stability behind you that those who um, are poking or driving you nuts or, you know, causing drama and bullshit, whatever it might be on, a, on any level, um, they're just going to self-destruct. And that's what's happening. And I've watched it. I've watched people self-destruct. And when they have time to sort of collect their thoughts, they're going to wonder why the hell they did it. You know what I mean? Because you're you're in a you're in a an experience of physics that humanity has never really understood or experienced before. When is it that we have experienced um, this on such a scale and in an environment or an arena where we can share the insight of it, so that you can relate to it better and explore it for yourself as to what is really going on? Why is it that a friend or family member uh, or a co-worker loses their shit around you, well, you know already, you trigger them. And it's quite interesting. I'm going on about it too much here, but... Um, yeah, we're more grounded, more balanced, more self-worth, self-empowered, awakening DNA, more gifts, in control, realizing we're in control, taking control... Being recognized for that because that's what confidence always did, except confidence worked um, for the sociopath in the darker energy. And now confidence works for the light worker in the light energy. Confidence, leadership, uh, choosing direction, shaping the future. Being taken um, as as a wise leader, as a as somebody who knows the best direction kind of thing. And that's where this is headed. It's always been heading there, but it's been one hell of a journey getting there. Because it's, uh, it's a lot of healing to do through the dark night of the soul. And, um, and we've been doing it all the way along. Including a very huge, it seems, um, quantity or, or duration of learning patience. Because patience has everything to do with um, the ego stuff, the fear stuff. Um, yeah, ego and fear. Fear drives us. Patience, uh, building patience or having patience as every wise old master had that, didn't they? And, uh, and it served them well because the world just sort of, that's where the world bends to you at that point. Rather than spending 10 years chasing a dream, the, the dream comes up and uh, sits with you when the time is right. So really all the work is inner work. The harmony inside equals harmony outside. Where am I at for minutes? Oh shit, 33 minutes. Okay, so that's long enough. I've said enough, and I have no idea what I even said now. Yeah, I don't have any... Oh yeah, it was funny. Just a couple of funny things now. We're watching the pelicans and the birds today. Dina was laughing early this morning. We were still sleeping, and she was laughing at the social distancing, the birds, eh? Because there was like 50 pelicans on the lake last night, and then they're all just a few left scattered apart. That was funny. Um, A a 2.4 million, I put it in my shared videos, I think, in the globalism, shared globalism is dying videos, of a 2.4 million subscriber website, I can't remember what it's called, Um, anyway, it's in the thing, and uh, showing that that, that, uh, Al Gore picture a photographer took of a bear that looked like it was starving, um, a year after it was taken, the photographer admitted it had nothing to do with a starving polar bear. And, uh, there was like, what, 5,000. It's funny in the comments, it says, you know, it's when Al Gore was born, there was only five, there was 5,000 polar bears. And now, um, we only have 30,000. In other words, they're a very healthy, which I knew anyway, a very healthy population of polar bears. So the video is out showing that, uh, another big lie has proved or another big claim has proved to be a big lie, and we have a very healthy, flourishing um, number of polar bears and all that kind of crap, and the fact that it wasn't just another bullshit exercise. And with Nash was a National Geographic um, you know being um, subverted or controlled by uh, political perspectives. Anyway, so all of that's coming out too, and Adina found that one. I don't look that shit up anymore, at all. But she finds it interesting, and and I do too because it's nice to uh, it's nice to see people finally seeing through the bullshit. It really is, man. I used to fight this stuff all the time. And last thing I'll say is this: this is the time to stop being. Um, we don't want to be negative anymore. Uh, or at least drawn into the negativity of things. It's in how we respond to reality that matters. So we can be aware of things, we can speak the truth of things, we can share ideas, but we don't attach to the drama and the negativity or the fear of how people might use those ideas. It's their free choice and they'll be in their own reality experiencing it. It's not going to influence us. That would be one. Two, moving forward, you'll hear probably different channelers and people coming out with the idea that it. this is a really good time to focus on love and not revenge, on peace and not um, uprising type stuff, although the uprisings is a knee-jerk reaction to solving a corruption problem. For the lightworkers, I would say this, I agree and I understood and I understand and it's difficult, but we are coming into more balance that um, if we choose to align with the iron fists pound the bastards into the ground for doing what they did to us, the globalists and all that sort of stuff. If we do align to that, we're moving back into that frequency and we don't need to repeat it. We want to get through this thing understanding that our power is in the harmony within. It gives us access to all of our abilities, allows DNA to vibe higher, which opens the doors to those abilities and the, that sort of world within, heaven within, mastery within, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, who gives a fuck anymore? I mean, these people did what they did and now they're losing it and they're going to lose everything and it's going to come to the children and it's going to come to us when we come back and it's come to our children, our ancestors in the future. And all of this stuff is just learning lessons. We're all playing a role. It's impossible to make somebody not feel like burning that shit to the ground. It's impossible until you're balanced, until you move into balance or you wear yourself out. You're just too tired to care. You just want to move on with your life. Give me a piece of land. Let me farm some stuff, get a solar panel and, uh, you know, teach whoever wants to learn whatever it is that I have to teach that kind of thing and let the world go on and do whatever the hell it wants. I guess what I'm saying is it'll come naturally. I don't think it's anything that anybody can tell you or make you feel or, uh, anything like that. There'll be days I'll be furious. There'll be days I'll be pissed off. There's news coming out that'll make me want to, you know, hurt somebody for what they did to whoever they did it to um, and for making us suffer and and for taking so much from us, from the people, uh, the way that they took it and the way that they controlled and owned it. But here's the thing. This is the nature of moving from uh, one paradigm to the next, of graduating from one classroom to the next. It's just the nature of it. It's part of it. It's going to exist. It's always going to exist. We can align with it or move away from it. But if we choose to align with the negativity and the hatred and the conflict And the revenge and all that kind of stuff. Then we choose to continue to to learn through it, to operate within it. We need to we need to let it go. And it's you. If I'd been giving this recording a few years back, I would know that I couldn't. I'd be so pissed off and furious because everything, uh, of everything that went on. But now I understand. I just want the exit. I want the hell out. I don't give a rat's ass what happens to these people. I don't care if they wrap themselves up back in source energy, if they get their own version of 3D, if they suffer the version of reality that they tried to create for everybody else, or if they live in golden castles in another version of reality, I just don't want to associate with that kind of energy anymore. I don't want to associate with those thoughts. I don't want to be wrapped up in that drama. I don't want to have the energy leaving me in the form of hate. I just want to find harmony and balance. And I want to be in, I don't want to waste any time. I want to, Sort of be in a great vibe with my family, with friends. I'm the first time that I feel like I actually could work with people again who are awake and pour my heart and soul into creating new things, uh, new products, new things, new new ideas, uh, helping people, teaching people, things like that. And you know, and I've been a hardened, hardcore, back in the sort of cage hermit. This entire um, on this entire journey, I really, really did what I could not to engage with anybody. And there, you know, there'd be people out there that know that I just did not want to meet, didn't want to engage, didn't want to connect in sort of any, um, committed kind of way, but I've gradually been able to wind down and it has to do with you guys. It has to do with, um, people who subscribe here who have been able to be a great, uh, model or demonstrate that sort of, uh, open love, trust type of, uh, energy, um, So it is a healing circle. We are a healing circle in that way. It has been a beautiful journey, and we are at the gates of change. And there's really not much left to do except to find the harmony inside. It was the biggest, most hardcore, neatest, amazing message that I received um, from somebody who's on the other side. And it's, it's beautiful. And it was simple. And it didn't come with any spooky explanations or any any leverage to get me to do it. It was just a statement, fight for your life, to have harmony inside. It was said, fight for your life, to have harmony inside. That's what made me never forget it. Because I thought, oh shit, here we go, fight for your life. To have harmony inside. It was from there that I extrapolated why. I understood why. As I learned more, I understood that reality operated in harmonized frequency. If I have harmony inside, then I'll have harmony outside. And that's just the way it works without getting into the metaphysics of it all. So don't throw your energy away. Don't give your power away. Don't let these bastards take another ounce of your energy. They'll get it a little bit here and there. The media will get it. The freaks that lie blatantly, uh, for an agenda will get it from time to time from you, but you will balance as I do almost immediately, almost immediately back to center. And that's all that can be expected of us. We're human. We have emotions. We care, we love, we have compassion. We have empathy. And we will get to that stage, because I feel it coming now, where I will have empathy, empathy for these people who have lost their way entirely, who cannot wake up because they're in too much of a state of their own reality. They've locked into the belief that survival mentality, survival of the fittest is what it's all about. The animal instinct, they just didn't break away from it yet. Uh, And it could be, there's not blame, it could be that they haven't had as many lifetimes as we've had and they'll carry on with 3D to go through as many lifetimes as they need to go through to finally let go of the fear and step into the unity and compassion, uh, unity consciousness. We'll see. Moving forward, that's it. Find your authenticity. Move towards your passion fearlessly Expect spirit to catch you, you won't fall, and allow life to synchronistically guide you, allow your intuition to nudge you where you need to go, trust that every decision you make when it's not in fear will always be right, even if it's stopped at the last second, or it diverts very quickly. Reality will take care of you, in that sense. We move parallel, not just linearly. We move multidimensionally. You can die and still not die. You can experience some. Everybody can experience everybody's death, and still nobody dies. So that is going to be the mastery. Is and that is going to reveal everything that's inside of us, uh, that to our highest potential, to this stage, and have the patience to allow life to come to you because this all adds up to surrendering to yourself, surrendering to who you are, which is you trusting yourself, trusting that life will make you move when you need to move. The surrendering part is like when I was sitting here last year at the same lake and I ended up hearing mice go crazy all of a sudden, as though a mouse apartment was put up in the period of an hour's worth of sleep. And so I didn't have any way to get rid of the mice. I tried to get rid of them with, you know, homemade, traps and stuff like that, and it didn't work. So we moved very quickly out. So if spirit wanted me to move, it would happen. Wouldn't matter what it was, something would happen. Somebody would push me along. If it was somebody that makes me want to leave the campground, um, I wouldn't resist. I would just go and head down the road kind of thing. I'm not going to fight it. But what I'm saying is something will come. Something will knock on your door. Something will tell you, nudge you, push you where you need to go by coming into the frequency of non-fearful surrender, because we don't exactly know what to do. At this stage, there's so much going on. but we do have a little bit of internal nudge or push forward that's based on our passion, based on who we are. and that's basically what's going to guide us, not being in fear, so that all of that stuff can speak to us. because everything that is the fuel, direction, creativity, all of that stuff is spiritual energy, which is essentially is coming into the human computer. And we are allowing, through free choice, for to hear the information and go with it or not. If we're in fear, we're not. Now we're, we're in survival mentality, ego. So what we want to do is come into the creative side of things and trust and be that person that I'm sure everybody here has met that just happily goes on with their life and everything just eventually works out. They don't have to do anything and things work out versus those who have worked their ass off and uh and it's just been a constant struggle and that's why because that it's all about energy and frequency find harmony inside that's what i'm saying that sums it up harmony inside means you're going to have to follow your passion or you're not going to feel harmony inside means trusting yourself or you're not going to feel harmony inside means not being afraid or you're not going to feel harmony inside so there you go a very simple variable what is it within you that isn't in harmony and bring it into harmony, and that will keep you going. You'll hear your your intuition, you will see the synchronicity, you'll make the shifts, you'll make the connections, you'll heal, the abilities will come to light, all that stuff. That's what it is, harmony inside. Yeah, and I'll leave it at that. Now we're at 45 minutes. All right, have a good night, and I'll talk to you later.